One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Get up, get up, get busy. Do, right, okay. Come on and move <coughs> your body. Get up, get up, get busy. Do it for the night is over. Let's go. Get up, get up, get busy. Do it. Come on and let's go party. I'm yelling timber, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Man United are on the march ahead of the Cup Final. It's Friday, 24th of February. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. Hello, everybody. Good to have you with us. It's Friday once again. That is always something uh, to be very happy about. Luke and Andy are here looking marvellous. But, chaps, we start with some very sad news. Uh, The legendary football commentator, John Motson, passed away uh, only yesterday at the age of 77. Had a 50-year career on the BBC. Voiced some of football's greatest moments, including 10 World Cups and 29 FA Cup finals and uh, the football landscape in this country just simply won't be the same without him. Absolutely not. Uh, I think um, you know when you go back to people of our age, when you go back to when you're a kid watching football on TV with your family, mm-hmm. all the rest of it, all these big moments, as you've mentioned, were soundtracked by mm-hmm. by Motti, as everyone knew him as. Um, a very very sad loss to football and and to and to broadcasting generally. Worked with him a couple of times. Uh, his knowledge is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. He could remember everything all the time. Um, and it was always kind of a bit of a um, thrill to know you were going to be doing something with him because he was such yeah. a big part of mm-hmm. not just your generation, but your parents' generation, your grandparents' generation, all kind of knew him as this mm-hmm. great commentator. So it was a really sad, a really sad piece of news. Yeah, everyone's got a motty line, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for me, it would be the crazy gang of beating the culture club. That but but like every yeah. everyone, it's, and I think that was actually one of his favourites. He spoke about that, didn't he? he but, did, yeah. did he pre-plan that? Even even if he did, I, I think it's about the moment. It's about yeah. the delivery. It's about the timbre, and yeah. and that's what we'll we'll know him for always. Yeah. Is is his voice really? You're right, Andy. So many great moments, and also when you look back, <coughs> excuse me, over the years, his his voice. You know, at the start of. I mean, you have to go back a long way to find football footage that's not got his voice on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, him and him and Barry Davis, of course, with, with the, you know, Barry's still alive, but, the, you know, the two great footballing commentators um, in, in, in certainly my, you know, era of, of football, and obviously way mm. before that. Yeah. And if it wasn't one, it was the other commentating. And Motson got more of um, the, the, the share of the bigger moments. And so, yeah, like his voice will always go hand in hand with, with, with these amazing 
games and, and amazing moments in, in, in football. And It's part of the packaging of the moment. So totally, like, yeah. The football obviously is the main thing and I think everyone understands that. But whenever you get presented these amazing football moments, they come in a, as part of a package. Yeah. And the package is obviously the footage, but also the commentary you get. And more often than not, Motson is the soundtrack to that. So it's a sad loss for, for football and for broadcasting for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right, chaps, let's move on uh, to Manchester United, <clears throat> who beat Barcelona 2-1. At Old Trafford last night, 4-3 on aggregate, of course. Great atmosphere at Old Trafford. Andy, Manchester United are back. Yeah, and especially after that first half, I think that's really impressive because um, first half, Barcelona were all over them. Um, Eric Ten Hag tried Jaden Sancho as a number 10 and it didn't really work at all. He and tried Val, 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 take away the 10 shirt from Vigos and that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know has started all 11 games? Since he'd gone to Manchester United. Football's yeah. a funny old business. Not that long ago where he was at Burnley in a relegation fight in the Premier League and then he uh, sort of and then he went elsewhere and now look at him. Yeah. Look uh, at him, Andy. Yeah. Um, he was hooked at half time. I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm looking at him. You've right always now. been a big Veghorse supporter, of course, as well. I think he's a good player. Um, uh, respecter. Uh, a respecter. I, I think yeah. rather than promoter. Uh, but, <laughs> but important to draw a distinction. Uh, I, I, I think it really is. <laughs> yeah. But but the way United came back in the second half, it felt like a peak United Old Trafford night. They did. I, I don't Definite. Th- I don't Definite. think you can pay Ten Hag a higher compliment than that. The way he's changed the mood and the dynamic around the club. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and say, you know, United are... Um, going to win the league this season or next season or going to win the Champions League next season I don't think that matters for the moment I just think when so much is uncertain about United off the field he's changed everything on it in terms of the dynamic which is hugely impressive Mm -hmm. if you think of all the good players there we've gone backwards in the past five or six years you know not even struggled to maintain their level that Mm -hmm. they had before Manchester United but just gone backwards Mm -hmm. What he's doing is remarkable. It is. And uh, do you think maybe the, the noise, he's almost used that to kind of take the attention off the team? <laughs> all the noise off the field, all the sort of maybe. circus. Yeah. Because, because everybody about, I don't know, however long it was, maybe just after the World Cup had finished or a month ago or something like that, that everyone's, hang on, what, Man United are there in the table. It mm. seemed to surprise people. Yeah, there's very, very, I mean, what that does is that shows you just how far the crown has slipped for Man United to be able to, in any way, more mm. capacity to be able to go under the radar. Well, you say the crown slipped, or the, or the amount of nonsense that's been happening. But I also the think the attention... Ronaldo's played his part in that as well. It's true, it's true, but I think also the attention has been elsewhere. The mm. attention these days as well is on Liverpool, is on Man City, is mm. on Chelsea for different reasons. And Arsenal, at the, and Arsenal for the good reasons. Yeah, for, for, for the moment. So... Definitely, I think that's definitely part of it. I thought that um, the atmosphere was incredible. I thought it's great to see Jules in the middle of in the mm-hmm. thick of it, presenting pitch side. Not an easy gig that with that noise going on. She did brilliantly well. I mean, really, she's it seems a great omen for British clubs in Europe and a terrible omen for England. Yeah, they, is, is, is England, that a fair summary? of England can't buy a win when Jules are around, <laughs> but may not define. Um, I, I also like the fact that. Um, Big Ten Hag was popping the roll neck as well as we talked yeah, about. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about midweek on Ramble Reacts about Pep rolling out his best roll neck for the Champions League, showing that he really means business. Mm-hmm. Eric went for a kind of a paler number, yeah, uh, which stood out a lot more. But I think it exuded confidence. Yeah, it was I a big part. It exudes of it. Bond villain, big time, really, big time. But uh, but I think um, it, it is interesting to see how he's been able to, t- to turn that ship around because we talk sometimes a bit about how a lot of managers can bend a club to their will. And, and get success that way. But the bigger the club, the harder, of course, that is to do. So I think it's a real testament to Ten Hag's personality, mm. especially given the fact they've got ownership issues as well. They're trying Don't to sell they? the club at the moment. I think Marcus has got a point, though. I think all those things have worked for him. But that doesn't like, automatically like, happen unless you're a character strong enough to, to make it that happen. Is, that is true. But I think what has, what has worked for him is the stuff off the field, mm-hmm. the Ronaldo stuff. Yep. It's all set it up for him to... Flexes muscles, really, isn't well, it? Well, as you said at the time, or not, sorry, not at the time, as you said the other week or the other day, that Ronaldo made that decision very easy for him mm. because Ronaldo, the way he behaved, Ten Hag was like, great, I can get rid of you because clearly he's not in his plans. Mm. Uh, thanks very much. See you later. Imagine United have won 14 of their 18 <laughs> games since Cristiano left. But you could, unless you were in, unless you were one of these people who played with him and therefore knows him personally mm. and likes him and, and that colours your opinion... Or, you know, you've had a, the, the odds set to with him in the past and had your microphone thrown into the river, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really easy to see how poor Ronaldo was. Yeah. And the only thing that was the only thing that was kind of 
disguising that, if you like, was the fact that he was picking up goals here and mm. here, obviously, particularly that, sure. that one we season. We don't get too sidetracked with Ronaldo and, and, in a, and, in a moment and, this. And he had, he's got a lot of friends in the media. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <clears> I'm not getting sidetracked. I'm just, I'm literally well, responding true. to what you said. So what, but, but with Manchester United though, and again, with, with uh, the players that came off the bench uh, last night, you see that the whole squad is looking like it's all pulling in the same direction. Big time. And that's a testament to his work. Yeah, I mean, a great goal from Anthony. It was a fantastic goal from Anthony. Do you know what was the most impressive thing of the night for me was the first touch from Fred Do you know what? for the ball yep. across that wasn't even meant for him and he killed it dead on the run yeah. and smashed it in the bottom corner. That looked like, I mean, to be fair to Robbie Savage on commentary, he did point it out. But I just don't want that to go unsaid because I thought it was a hugely underrated first mm-hmm. touch. It was so good. I would agree with that. And especially, I think that, that goal was sort of remarkable in, its, in itself. One, because they took advantage of a Barcelona mistake far more quickly than Barcelona could react to that. You know, it was in the net before they really knew what was, was going on. Yeah. Also, Fred, who... The, the thing that I've always felt has really held him back and I, that I, I think tends to hold a player in that position back. He's, he's just always been ridiculously left, like ridiculously left footed. Mm-hmm. And he scored that with his right. Yeah, exactly. Proving yeah. Uh, proving the doubters wrong. Um, uh, the haters, Marcus, not just the doubters, the haters. Of which our own Vitush and Hantaraja is one, of yeah, course. Is, is, is Bruno Fernandes a hater? I mean, he's... The Portuguese guy. He's, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. <laughs> Please remind that. us of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that. That, that was Xavi uh, in his pre-match press conference. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he forgot his name. But but uh, Xavi said, Ten Hag is getting all the talent out of his players. You see Sancho Rashford, the Portuguese guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bruno nearly uh, was the, the, you know, he could have been the unwanted story of the tie because he gave away a very soft penalty. But it, I, I think it probably was. It's a penalty. Um, but it's a very, very clumsy. But De Gea has to save it, by the way. If you watch the replay, he slips De Gea. Mm. It's a yeah. really soft penalty in a nice height and he goes the right way but he loses his foot in and he only gets oh. his hand he should have saved it all day long well and he nearly did but nearly's not good enough no it isn't um, uh, Fernandez also uh, booted the ball at Frankie de Jong at one point right in the nuts yeah and uh, th- the thing is when <clears> I was talking about Bruno being a, a pest this to me feels like good Bruno Fernandez. I mean he is he's running the team He's arguing with the ref all the time. <laughs> He's doing stuff like that. And th- there's no way that wasn't deliberate, by the way. <laughs> he just went up and just like smashed it right in his nuts, didn't he? But it was a great turnaround for Manchester United. And I think that was what Ten Hag was saying and Jules and, and the team at BT Sport were asking him. Just saying that they went 1-0 down and they were calm. And they are playing mm. against a side who are comfortably top of La Liga at the moment, which the point was made rightly so mm. last night during the game. I think United underlined their limitations in these these two games mm-hmm. um, in, in, the, in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, bear in mind that they've got an incredible defensive record in La Liga, as you were saying, and United have put four past them in two games. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Um, and of course, Ten Hag was spotted having dinner with Sir Alex Ferguson this week. Saw that. I didn't agree with the photo and the way it was taken. They obviously didn't, Well, because I don't think it's right that you take photos of people having their dinner in a restaurant. It's no. weird. Yeah. And the photo was obviously surreptitiously taken. Mm. But uh, it's conflicting for me though because I also really enjoyed looking at it. <laughs> so it's difficult to... Because I, lo- I love Alex Ferguson. Uh-huh. I love to hear... I love to think of him like passing his, his, his kind of wisdom down. Yeah. And, and and I think the testament I would pay to um, to United last night as well is just that the, the Europa League can feel... It can, the Europa League, to me as a football fan, can feel a bit pointless yeah. and a bit shit and a bit of a waste of time. But it can also f- sometimes feel like the Champions League's like call a younger brother particularly towards the end. I mean, last it season, depends it was, how it pans out. Yeah, last season was a really interesting season for the Europa League, I thought, and it was really enjoyable to watch. And I think last night, possibly because of the profile of the teams involved, playing a big part in it, but it was just a really good event. The back end of the Europa League, I think for the past five or six years, is, really is, good, is, right? has been amazing. Yeah. I think the interesting thing about the Europa League compared to the Champions League, the gulf between the quality of the group stage and the quality of the knockout stage is absolutely massive and is further accentuated by this reformatting which has given us a tie like this in the last 32. Uh, But Manchester United face Newcastle United in the Carabao Cup final. It's a big one. This Sunday. It is big for both teams. Yes. um, uh, You would argue it's bigger for Newcastle because they've gone so long without winning a major trophy. I would argue that, yeah. Um, But of course, it is huge for Manchester United because... As we know... They've won nothing for six years. They've won nothing for six years. It was a long time for them. But also, as we know, the Carabao Cup is a gateway to other cups. 
You know. Yeah, okay, yeah, stepping stone. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like okay. a domestic Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like... They should have the tagline, they should call that. <laughs> yeah, domestic Europa League. The Conference Cup final, yeah. uh, which would confuse people of our age. But it is, it's a huge one. It has been confirmed, though, that Newcastle will not have an open-top bus parade if they lose the final. Yeah, I don't think... Why that do that we need confirmation? <laughs> Why does that need to be said? Because they had, basically, because in the 90s, when they lost a couple of cup finals, yeah. they did open bus stuff. And if you watch it back, it's... Depressing. Yeah. Let's say your silver medals. <laughs> well, I think, I think for, for the Carabao Cup, it's simply too windy at that time of year in, 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 in the northeast. Yeah. Anyway, regardless of that, I'm sure DJ Shaq will do something for it. Oh, and no, that's what that's what everyone's really waiting that's for, what right? For. Well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Shearer called it embarrassing when they had to do those... Uh, um, why'd you, why'd you go then, Alan? Uh, no, I think he had to. Yeah, but no, he's one of the most powerful athletes in the country at that point. If yeah. he didn't want to go, he could have not gone. Um, uh, yet more um, bad news for Newcastle United, although I think that is good news that they're not going to do the open-top bus parade, uh, is uh, Newcastle fan Alan Carling. He's now changed the name to Alan Carabao. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. And of course, but for those older, you'll have known him as Alan Milk. Um, he Al- ca- oh, Alan Rumbelows. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Milk. <laughs> um, he came home from Newcastle's 2-0 defeat to Liverpool to find that his dog had eaten his Carabao Cup final ticket. Now, it is a comic strip uh, yeah. of, a, of, a, of an event. Is this, is this to, to use old references, is that, is that like Zach Morris in disguise? <laughs> when you have to say, uh, hi guys, just a little flag, I'm going to do an old reference now. That was when you know it's bad. Because normally you just crack on. Yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know who Alan was saved by. It wasn't the bell. But it was, uh, I think he's, I think he's, well, he put his dog up for sale on Facebook Marketplace. After what? That's um, oh, got to be a joke. You can't do that. That must be illegal. It I must feel, be illegal. If you will eat cut final tickets. You know Pete's got a new dog? Yes. Sammy Amiobi. <laughs> He's called his dog Sammy. I mean, uh, of course he has. Yeah, beautiful little dog. Lovely, lovely, little, cute, yeah. lovely little. So, dog. what's the what's the plan when you buy this dog on Facebook Marketplace? You do you click the buy it now button, and, and think, then you hope it shits before exactly, Sunday. Exactly, exactly. You've got to buy a free pair of Carabao Cup tickets <laughs> if you feed it the wrong stuff. Yeah, or the right stuff, depending yeah. on how you look at it. Of no course. steak, no steak. No, no, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I mean, it has been a mad rush for tickets. Yeah, uh, I. I d- well, we won't talk about Pete and his ticket thing. Maybe he'll be able to talk about that. I mean, the WhatsApp group over the last week <laughs> with Pete trying to get a ticket I, for this game on Sunday has been extraordinary. <laughs> I mean, look, look, all you've got to do, people, is think about the lengths Pete will go anyway. and the type of people he may find <laughs> to try and get a ticket. One of them is not a ranger. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. You're not even joking. No. I cannot wait until Kieran Trippier lifts the trophy then pulls the mask off. Is that right? <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> the, the other day, it was, it was literally like, I've heard a rumour that Nile Rangers saw 100 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to speak to him. <laughs> I got it. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so on, on, the show, on the show on Monday, of course, he was talking about... Um, crawling through the sewer yep. to get up into Wembley to get to get to get into the game somehow. Yeah. Just what, like dress up as a turtle, nobody he, will notice. He asked Jules, yeah, he asked Jules to uh, another re- reference. Hey, say, Teenage Mutant Ninja. I Turtle. think he also kind of tried to get one off Jules because she's doing the show and she said, oh, fuck off. No, I need it because of my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it's been a bit of a I think we should all hopefully Watch the social media very closely, ramble social media to see if he actually gets inside the stadium. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. It'll be a hard heart indeed to deny that. Oh, I would exactly. say so. Um, exactly. Do you feel a bit sorry um, for Nick Pope, who obviously is missing the game, and the fact that he was edited out of the front cover of the matchday programme? I feel more sorry for David De Gea because he hasn't even got sent off and he got edited out for symmetry purposes. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I, I find this extraordinary that. Um, that well, did they not have a photo of Carrius then? They couldn't put Carrius on there. Just use that one where he's in the pink jacket. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the problem though. It would just dominate. He's so beautiful. It would just dominate the whole cover. But he, he must have press shots of himself in a Newcastle kit if he's a player for them these you, days. You would think so. Soft focus, no top on. Maybe didn't have any high. Yeah, maybe didn't have any high res ones. True enough. Well, well, listen, <laughs> Can't use that for print. It's a JPEG. Listener Matt said uh, about Lorius uh, Carrius. He said if Chris Hemsworth ever did a film about being a goalkeeper. Uh, Carriers could do the action. Yes, show. yes. The working title could be Escape from Victory, <laughs> which, which is a. Every, deep. I feel, I feel, I do feel a bit sorry for Carriers because the pressure is going to be remarkable for him on yes, Sunday if, if he plays, which I assume he does, and um, he's got a real chance here. It's a proper fork in the road moment. Mm. He's got a real <laughs> chance. You feel for him because you know, young man. He's you know obviously worked really hard to get where he is. The fork in the road is like a redemption thing, yeah. um, or a confirmation of him just being. 
almost like a comedy character, which uh, I really hope he doesn't make an error in the final because I think it'll be really, really oh, tough. Oh, it'd be awful. Yeah, but, but I mean, having said that, you know, he's not played a top-flight first-team game for what, over two years? Yeah. So what really has he got to lose in, in this situation? You know, it's not as if his career's absolutely flying. I mean, I have to say, if we go back to the 2018 final in Kiev, he's, he's super unlucky because basically the whole narrative of his career is based around a game in which he made a couple of mistakes when he was concussed. The fly in the ointment is the Nick, is the Nick Pope fly. Yeah. I mean, with Nick Pope in there, you think they've got the best chance to win a trophy since you can remember mm. you think Newcastle. You think that because I think you look at the form of the teams at the moment and I don't think it makes... I, I think Carrius is kind of a red herring. I, I, I think Manchester United are incredibly heavy favourites for this. They're, and they, they, would, they, would, they would be even if Nick Pope was in game. But, but with the game against mm. Liverpool, Newcastle, like at times, look better. Than yeah. Liverpool. I, I know Liverpool. We talked about Liverpool. They've been poor and they've been that was, thrashed this week. But that was Newcastle's best performance for weeks, and that was in a defeat yeah. in which they were climbing yeah, they, a mountain that was impossible sure, to climb. Sure, but they still played well, and it was not that long ago. So I take what you're saying, but I, I mm. don't think this is. I wouldn't say Manchester United are heavy favourites. I understand Manchester United oh, are, okay. are, are, are riding that crest of a wave. And but also, Newcastle have had um, a week off. And Man United have played last night. Yeah. In a big, intense game. But looking at the two sides, though, Manchester United have got more quality in there. There's, there's no two ways about that. They've yeah. got a more experienced manager. By the way, yeah. Yeah, so so they are favourites. Let's not be silly here. But this is an intriguing game, and I think that Newcastle, you know, they'll they'll have great support. All the cliches, da-da-da-da-da. They did it in the late 90s as well, and, and they had you know, decent sides then, and it wasn't quite enough because they were playing... Or was it Arsenal, Wenger's Arsenal, in, in, in definitely in one of them? And uh, was it Ferguson's United in yeah. the treble? Yeah, it was nine, 98 and 99 exactly. Arsenal so, and United. So of all the teams they could yeah. have faced in the finals back in those days, yeah. you know, they were playing against two of the finest sides uh, and, of the era. And, and they like they like this current Newcastle United mm. and not the best Newcastle side that you can, no. you, you can think of. Although this one is heading up, whereas that one in the late 90s mm-hmm. was sort of sliding down a little bit. True, but there's, but you don't have the difference in quality of, of these two sides. Manchester United, yeah, we just talked about them. They're, they're you know, a little mm. bit better and form-wise they're, they're better as well. But Newcastle will go into this full of confidence and they should do because they've been doing very, very well um, this season. They also don't concede. I mean, we had a bit of a moment of madness against Liverpool. Of course, that can happen. But generally speaking, they also don't concede many goals at all. It is a very stingy defence. Which is traditionally... A really good thing in a cup final. Yeah. Indeed, yeah, yeah. So they'll but they will need a little something extra because Manchester United as we so a little Here bit we better. go. And Eddie Howe said um bringing uh, the right person to speak to the players before the cup final could have a really powerful effect. He wants to bring in Kevin Keegan. <laughs> so going back to what I just said, Andy, you're right, Manchester United are heavy, heavy favourites. Uh, so yes, unfortunately it looks like uh, he won't be able to make it for the final. Which is uh, no, but he also Eddie also said that um, the reason Keegan, make it, yeah the reason the reason he won't be able to make it is because he lives in Manchester. Keep him there, causing <laughs> havoc, causing chaos. What could he do? Flat tire on the on the, on the coach. Anything. We're talking about Ten Hag and Ferguson going for dinner. Ferguson knows this is an important game for Manchester United. He's like. Don't worry, Eric. I've got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> and he's put the feelers out and he's whispered in Eddie Howe's ear. You should get Kevin Keegan to speak to the only thing, The only thing is, like, obviously, Ferguson and Tane Howe meet in this really nice restaurant. And you've seen the photo. It's like very yeah. intimate. Looks like a classy place. Eddie and Kevin and a little chef. I love to see him in a pizza hut. <laughs> a photo next to him in a pizza hut. Kevin with a piled eye with all you can eat on the buffet. You're not using the salad bar? No. <laughs> Oh, I got food poisoning. Eddie, um, Eddie wouldn't go in for that, would he? Eddie's, a, Eddie's like a proper like pro, yeah. and Eddie Howe, yeah. he loves it. Yeah. Power shake. He yeah. does, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm using all their first names on purpose because I got hammered on Twitter for saying that it's embarrassing when fans use the first name only of yeah. the players of the team they support. Mm-hmm. Um, no one cares, do they? No one's I noticed. Yeah, I think you're absolutely fine. Uh, yeah. who, who, who's your money on then? What do you reckon? Um, or should we talk about that in the bet later? We've got, we've got the betfair section later uh-huh. on. So but what, you're, what, you're, what are you, what are you leaning towards here in terms of, you know, because I, I think this would be, I think this is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be quite cagey, but I think second half, it could explode into excitement. I disagree with you guys a little bit because I think that Mark, and Andy thinks may not the heavy favourites. You think they're favourites. I think it's, yeah, fine, but I think there's a lot of stuff in at play. The fact that may not have had a really intense game last night, the fact that Newcastle are more than capable... I think it's a really good opportunity for Newcastle. This they're not coming up. If they were, play, I feel like if they're playing Man City or I know what you mean, kind of Arsenal of a month ago or 
Liverpool when they were brilliant. Or last season. Yeah, you'd be okay, <clears> but it's not going to happen. I actually think Man United can be got at. Mm. And, and I know they're on good form, and I know they're a good team, but I think Newcastle got a chance. I, I really do. Big chance, big chance. All right, everybody. Well, um, <clears throat> oh, hang on. Talking of uh, uh, ex-Manchester United men, uh, Major League Soccer returns this weekend. Fizzers into Miami take on Montreal, a team they lost to in a friendly just over a week ago. <laughs> He's got another bite of the cherry, Andy. I mean, it's impossible to resist. You know, it's free to watch MLS for the for the first week. Is that right? There you go. Yeah, it is. And, and also exciting news is that Fizzer has confirmed that into Miami want to sign Lionel Messi. Good of him to confirm it after everyone else, literally everyone else in the world. We've heard it from the horse's mouth. Uh, But we did hear all about Phil's coaching career in our guide to the Nevilles in management, which came out on Tuesday this week. So you can listen to that now in your favourite podcast app. So get involved. All right, let's have a quick break. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show, everybody. It's as easy as that. It's it? as easy as that. Yeah. In the Jeezy prim- Peeps. Jeezy Peeps, man. Best <laughs> finisher at the club. Best finisher at the club. Do you think so? No, that, that's that's what they said afterwards, wasn't it? I think it was what Steve Bruce said afterwards. He said Jacob Murphy's the best finisher at the club. Was Callum Wilson there at the time? Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Amazing that he's not kept, didn't keep his job. Uh, back, Let's have a bit of respect for Bruce. He, he does I've an awful lot of respect. I mean, it's the Steve Bruce derby this weekend, isn't it, of course? Yes. Do you remember that, yes. you remember that picture that um, people... Both fans <laughs> singing his name. Do you remember that picture that Steve Bruce, that went around the Steve Bruce, <laughs> Marcus, on holiday, just yes. in shorts, but with the flamingo legs? Yeah, it's... I don't think you the one diving the into... Sh- the... Yeah, you like that one, but there's a flamingo legs one no, as well. No, I prefer the free willy. Okay. <laughs> 
It's, it's no, no match. Why is that disrespectful? Well, because the movies do it as a free willy. Yeah, it's a beauty of a dive free willy. No, yeah, no, 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 none of those are matches for Steve Bruce at weddings. Do you remember that? Oh, that's great. That was yeah, good. That was Steve good. Bruce. Listen, Marcus and I, we, we loved Steve Bruce at weddings. Yep. We loved Michael Bublé and Velociraptors. Yep. That was a good block. <laughs> Every Michael Bublé pressure, like a little raptor. So what, 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 okay, so uh, your favourite of these three, Steve Bruce at weddings. Yeah, good, yeah. Um, Bublé Bu- being chased by a Velociraptor. Or Andy Brassel, Andy Brassel on the one show. <laughs> <laughs> Brassel, it's got to be Brassel. Here we go. Sports journalist Andy Brassel has written a book about football murals. Some of the ones that really strike me, the Maradona one in Napoli where in fact his, his face is painted across shutters in an apartment block and his face disappears as the shutters are open. And then as the day ends, Maradona's face comes back. Oh, it's all lovely content, it's isn't, stuff, it? isn't it? It's great stuff. Your PR doing really well, doing bits what? for you there. The one show, that's yeah. big potatoes. I t- I'll tell you what, the music in the background there, I felt like I was on Eurotrash. It's brilliant. Which is great, which is great. And shout out to producer Finn as well for... Um, for Going back for all the one shows to find you. <laughs> you kept that under your He's had a great week, hasn't he? Why didn't you tell us about it? Why didn't you tell us about it? What was it like? Did you well, meet Giles Brandon? It's one of the proudest moments of your career. I, I, so. I didn't even see it because I, I, was, I was on a flight back to the UK. Oh, living the brand. Did you so meet Giles Did you meet Giles Brandreth? No, I didn't. No. Shame. Shame. That's a shame. That is a great shame. Proudest ne- moment next of your time. career, would you say? Next Andy? time. Because that's the biggest high profile show you've been on. Definitely. It one is. show's got to be up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to thank him? Did you, go, you on? did you go on the sofa and have to answer like a weird question about like the letter Q or something? <laughs> like when Mel Brooks was on it. No, I just had to stand on a very cold street corner in Liverpool next to some murals. Not bad. Yeah. It's a good, it's, I tell you what, you're putting a book out and oh, they right. say we've got you the one show. That is a big deal. Big deal. So Andy. good on him. Well done, Andy. Well done, Andy. Back in the Premier League, Tottenham Hotspur faced Chelsea at home. On Sunday before the cup final, what a super Sunday that is! And we've got the um, yeah, we've got the old firm in the cup final up in north of the border as well. We it's do a brilliant yes. day for football. Cool. Blimey, O'Reilly! Mm, yeah. uh, it is thought that Conte will still be missing from the Spurs dugout because uh, it, it's a system that simply works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's unlikely we'd have seen similar scenes with him and Graham Potter that we saw with Conte and Thomas Tuchel the last time Spurs played Chelsea, but I I would have been willing to give it a go. Yeah, you know what? That makes me feel really sad all over again that Tuchel got sacked. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. And I I think Potter versus Stellini... Isn't is a is an undercard bout. It's not a big name. No. It's not it's not it's not big enough. Third, fourth down. Yeah, yeah. Potter's not gonna get involved with that kind of stuff anyway. Yeah, you're not gonna get a knockout in that, are you? No. So it's no. a go that's going to points. No, definitely not. And mm. it, it, it Spurs Chelsea's a big old game. This is this is a, this is an interesting situation because obviously Spurs have pushed their way into the top four. But you wonder how much pressure Potter's actually really at. Andy, you might know him better than me, but a lot of the stuff that's come out of Chelsea has been quite positively supporting him, right, from the ownership and stuff. Well, they have to in terms of the contract they've they've given him. But it's, it's never been about what they internally feel because clearly they've given him players that are like very expensive, but like project players. You know, it's meant to be an interim. They're meant to be building something and mm-hmm. slowly building something. The only question is whether you can resist the external pressure that exists mm. at a club like Chelsea. And it, it did feel after that Southampton game yeah. that maybe it's getting to a point where that will be more and more difficult to to do. I so I, I, don't, I don't think it's the Southampton game just on its own. It's just the situation in microcosm. And it's not, it's how many more of those mm. Southampton games yep. can they endure? If they play in the first half at Spurs, like they played in the first half at Southampton, they'll get absolutely blown away. Yeah. I know. I completely agree with you. I think people thought that Potter might have gone after that Southampton game. I don't think that was going to happen. Yeah. Could, could have not should have. I think, yeah, I think, I think that's the right way yeah. to put it. You would yeah. suspect that if for Potter, he will be thinking, if he can get to the end of the season and have a little bit of respectability. But the problem for Chelsea is that they're, it's very unlikely they're going to qualify for, for European competition at all. Medium term, I don't think that's season. a terrible thing for them. Well, it, seeing, seeing as he wants time to work with the players, yeah. the, the extra time would, would do him the world of good. I think Chelsea mm-hmm. could have a really good Premier League season with him next season and just the year off from Europe, which, let's face it, they can afford. But do you think Bowley wants be... to, 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 to okay. show people that this is a different regime to what you had before? He'll be very aware that Chelsea were reasonably quick to, to, to hire and sack managers mm. uh, under uh, Abramovich. 
and he's thinking, no, I want this to be a longer-term thing, and so on. You'd, you'd hope so, but with Chelsea, seeing is believing. You know, you need to mm. actually see that patience to believe it's going to happen, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I look, I, I think he's very fortunate that it isn't Abramovich. There is a different leadership because totally. he'd have gone by now. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah, no I, two ways I, about I also that. found it quite interesting to see the fact that Spurs, who are sitting, sitting fourth, obviously, and Chelsea sitting tenth, they've both lost the same amount of Premier League games this mm. season. Yeah, yeah, it's just that Chelsea... Obviously, don't win. Yeah, much. they just yeah. When they don't, when they don't lose, they seem to draw a lot. I think Marcus was saying the other day they've they've won the same amount of Premier League games as Aston Villa this season. Uh, Chelsea have, yeah, yeah, it's remarkable. Yeah. yeah, the same amount as, as Brentford as well. If you want to chuck it in, but, there. but I th- but I think both sides in this game look at this as a big derby game. They, I feel like there's a lot made about Spurs, Arsenal, of course. Uh, and there's a lot made um, of Spurs, West Ham, for example. The Spurs are in that kind of interesting situation where they do have like West Ham, Arsenal, and Chelsea that all feel like derby games, and I sometimes think it counts against them a bit because they they have. I don't really think there's another team. Didn't Arsene Wenger say that? That he said it's more complicated to win the league as a big London, the Premier League as a big London club because there are so many derbies. Well, I think in Spurs' case, that's definitely the case. I mean, the animosity between Spurs and Chelsea is far bigger than it is between Arsenal Mm. and Chelsea. Yeah. Is it as big as the animosity between Thiago Silva's wife and Graham Potter? Nothing's that big. (laughs) Well, (laughs) to be honest with you, I could have just said Thiago Silva's wife and. Uh, Any subject. Yeah. (laughs) She should be on the one show. (laughs) Now you're talking. We tune in then. Like Andy doing it to, to, to support his book. It's yeah. great to see national telly. And then Thiago Silva's wife coming on and going, well, I think that book looks absolutely crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get, the sales are going through the roof, mate. She's I would love office. that. I would love that. You she ha- she that. hates everything. Yeah. Well, she recently liked a tweet from a Chelsea fan uh, saying that deadbeat coach Graham Potter <laughs> doesn't know what he is doing and that Thiago Silva should coach the club instead. <laughs> well, I'll have that. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so Amazing. There she goes again. But but it's it's it is I I am often cynical about how newspapers and social media like kind of stuff, mm. like the media outlets pick up on there must be someone who just tra- trawls through seeing who's liked what tweets and then making a story out of it. Yeah. And we pick it up. There absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I mean it's, it's it, and then we yeah. we obviously accentuate it. We're basically the Cambridge Analytica of terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible football news. <laughs> the yeah. Ramble Bot is yeah. uh, going on again. Uh, but it is weird when you say that this is fourth versus tenth, and Spurs are eleven points above Chelsea. But the state of the, the state of Chelsea at the moment is uh-huh. such that you know I, I don't trust Spurs in the least. Well, this is, used to be this is Chelsea. When but it I'm came pretty around, sure they're going to win this. Yeah. Well, when it came <laughs> round to, to Spurs, Chelsea always had the edge over them, didn't they? Yeah. It was always kind of like, oh well, we've got the Spurs points in the bank. Yeah, I, well, quite. I, I always. Um, I'm not sure that's the case right it now. Definitely isn't now. But I always feel like you can tell within about five minutes of a Spurs game whether they're going to be absolutely diabolical to watch or not. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that, I don't know because in the first half recently under Conte, obviously they've been they just it's it, they're just sort of feeling out the game, and in the second half they kind of come alive a bit more. So, it didn't happen, that didn't happen against Man City, mate. No, it didn't. But I'm saying that that has been a bit of a trope this season with with Spurs. I just think the football's quite turgid, and that and it's absolutely that. it's borderline unwatchable. Yeah, and, and, and Spurs fans awful. hate that. Oh yeah, they hate that. It's awful. It's a massive game, though. I mean, it is a really, really big game. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see what happens because I think you know, it could be. If you're, if you're a chair, the reason I was started off at the top of this talking about Potter and his position is because they're already in terrible st- straits. It's chaotic there. It feels like a complete whirlwind all the time for all the players they've signed and all the stuff that goes on around them. And then they're already in 10th and they go to Spurs, which is a big game for Chelsea fans. Mm-hmm. Like away from home, it's tough. They lose that game and they perhaps, let's say they lose it badly. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for Chelsea next week? Mm-hmm. Because it's all very well saying that Todd Bowley wants to do this and he wants to do that because he's the owner. He can do yeah. what he wants. But ultimately, you, you can't really be in a position where you can't take the piss. No, and when they did take the piss last time, I know it was under a Bramwich, it was Mourinho, they ended up being down at the mid-table and it was yeah. an absolute disaster zone. They, they, he, he was gone, obviously, mm. straight away. And he was and he was basically, from what I remember, he was kind of like knifed by his own players. He just basically down mm. tools. So it will be interesting to see how it transpires because Potter's not got any experience at all working at a massive club. So basically, you're saying the plus for him this time is A, no Bramovich and B, no John Terry. No, what? Yeah, that's that's definitely part of it. What I'm yeah. also saying is um, I'm trying to elongate this conversation because I just noticed we've got Leeds versus Southampton next in the running order. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Allow me. <laughs> what do you think of uh, any credibility in the teeny little teensy rumours that uh, Chelsea might be uh, looking at Jose Mourinho again? Please. Please. <laughs> Andy, you've got Portuguese connections. Can you can you make this happen? <laughs> 
Uh, Joe's there. It's Andy. I know. Yeah, just... yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, microphone, river. Yeah. Um, one show. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, Jose. It's Andy from the one show. Can you? Can you uh... Can you come on the couch with me? Uh, I want to lick you back with a chill. I'd love it. I'd absolutely... I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you yeah. how much yeah. I would love mm. to see oh. that spell but back the thing at Chelsea. Is, I know he loves a poisonous situation. However, he them, yeah. he's, he's at Roma. They're doing really well. Filling the stadium every week. Why would he ditch that? Andy, for if I could, for, if for, if for I what's just, currently happening at Chelsea? If I could just be unprofessional for a moment... Again. A moment longer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I just say... Please don't flag stuff just, like that. Can I just plead, is there any chance that it could happen? Yes. Yes, yes there is. Yes, there we are. So you're saying there's a chance. High five. Come on. Now let's talk about the absolute dregs <laughs> of the Premier League. There's not a chance. Let's talk about the dregs at the bottom of the Premier League. Leeds versus Southampton on Saturday. Okay, it's important we get this one out of the way before Sunday. <laughs> um, but it is bottom of the table clash, 19th against 20th. The yeah. big news, of course, is that uh, Javi Gracia has been announced as the new Leeds United manager. However, he's currently unable to take the team in training or matches because he hadn't had his hasn't got his work permit approved yet. Brexit tastic, baby. Is that because of Brexit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Sunlit uplands. They're just not as I imagined them. <laughs> it's what you voted for. <laughs> That's below the belt. That is below the belt. You, you, you of all people. You told me. You told me the eve of the vote. You were thinking oh, about voting for England. It. <laughs> Fuck off. You did that. You yeah. said you were thinking about a protest vote against the EU. How's your protest going? <laughs> I just thought we needed a change. <laughs> And now we've got now we've got um, Teresa Coffee saying everyone should eat more turnips. <laughs> Literally, that was a story yesterday. I know, I know. Yeah. But let's get back to this. Uh, Leeds versus Southampton, of course. So yes, the process is taking longer because Gracia previously managed in Qatar, which the FA does not count as a top league. So that's the real reason, actually. No, but, yeah, but he's a he's a he would have been a European citizen. Yeah, would it would yeah, it, 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 it wouldn't have mattered. Of the problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. He, absolutely he's a right. European citizen, so Did he would have been. He won a league title out there. Yeah, have a have a bit of respect. I think if you win the league, even though if you think, well, it's not really a top league; it's a load of crap. Yeah, but you won it though. Yeah, so but, I think but, that but should Grass, be fine. All Javi Grass should do is just anyone in this situation just go to the Tories and say, "I am the person who can get Brexit done finally." <laughs> <laughs> and right, get him in. There we go. Yeah, yeah. you'd be fine. Yeah, um, yeah, true enough. I mean, what what do you think of this appointment though? Because if you think, I, th- about, I, th- I think he's decent. Even I though think it's, it's a good appointment, even though it's not high profile, he was really, really good at Watford. He was, and Watford. Binning him, what a lot has gone wrong for them since. Well, and a lot of people were surprised when they got rid of him because that season in charge of Watford did got they to finish? the cup final. They yeah, the first cup, cup final. final in thirty odd years. Indeed, yeah. they finished what eleventh today, yeah. which was the highest. They started uh, the next season badly, and then they they, they binned him. But it was only after uh, four games or something. After giving quick. him an extended contract, and he was the longest serving manager under the Potsos, I think. Yes, in, yes. at Watford. Which I think deserves a bloody trophy in itself. I mean, it was. It, to be fair, they lost six 0 in the final, didn't they? Tart, but that was to, you know, a domestic treble winning Manchester. Yeah, but, City but side. I don't think fine, and they mm-hmm. were good. And we, 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 when we talked about, um, do, you, do you think this is a bad appointment then because of that? Well, well no, just, I was just going to say when we talked on Ram, um, not Ram reacts on um, on the, about the Neville's, and we're talking about Gary Neville overseeing mm. Valencia getting pumped by Barcelona. And it was yeah. an amazing Barcelona team. Mm. There's an element of that to it with the Man City and Watford, mm-hmm. but I just don't think you should be losing the cup final six 0 because if you're if you're in okay, a cup fine. final yeah. and you're two six 0 says to me you've basically down tools in a cup final, mm. which I don't think is acceptable. Fine, but the, the the achievement of reaching the cup final was good, and the achievement of finishing eleventh in the league. For Watford, uh, I think that's what we're honing in on here. I, th- I think that the only concern with Leeds, and I, I don't think this is by any means the worst appointment they could have made, mm. is that they binned Jesse Marsh with no plan. That's that's the obvious thing, and that's the thing that must concern. No, their plan was Leeds to supporters. give Southampton Jesse Marsh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want him? Oh, yeah. what? Like it's a reverse Chris Wood from from last a, winter? A, a little bit. I could have. Yeah. Been like right. Okay. But, but I think with with. Gracia, you know, he from from the reports and from what people, from what I remember myself of his time, is he brings a sense of calm, but he's quite likable. The players liked him, yeah, and he and he and he creates a positive atmosphere around there. And people might think, well, he's obviously... a very he's a very hands on sort of coach, yeah. and I, I would say that's what they need. You know, they've 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 got yeah. young players. There's a load of potential in that squad. They don't have the worst squad in the Premier League by a long way. Definitely got mm. a better. Um, I think I feel like they've got a better team than nineteenth. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. And I, if, if I was a supporter of one of the clubs around Leeds, I'd be a little bit concerned about that appointment because I think it's not a bad one. Uh, but Southampton themselves have got uh, a new manager in the dugout as well. Ruben uh, Sellers has been appointed the manager until the end of the season. Of course, they defeated Chelsea in his only game in charge uh, so far and I think after that game they were like right get, get him in <laughs> right we have to keep this guy now, it's a very very convincing job interview yeah yeah. well yeah. he hasn't has he been a number one before I know he's been assistant in a lot of places and he's certainly no I don't think so quite he got of uh, he's, he's um, travelled a lot in, in as an assistant and he managed and Valencia under 18s oh he's, that's right, what okay. he did before I think yeah, yeah but senior sides I, I think he might not yeah. have been a number one oh, I'm he, not saying that's a one, not really a number one job is it no but yeah, he, that, that, that wouldn't get him a point get us a point on Luke's game would it Nah, I wouldn't have no, thought so. Don't count. Uh, but he is very keen, and he and he wanted it. And obviously, that went against uh, Chelsea. I mean, make what you will of that. And again, the roll neck. Again, the yeah. roll neck, Andy. Absolutely right. But, what, but where else is Southampton going to turn? I mean, they tried to get Jesse Marsh, and it didn't happen. Hard to turn in the roll neck. Very hard. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Roy Hodgson could turn in a roll neck? Big time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's not a roll neck that could limit him. I'd love to see an owl in a roll neck. He could not be. He could not be held down by a roll neck. No, certainly not. Yeah. Um, but when, what uh, do you think of this appointment? Well, I think semi, the semi-serious answer is that um, you know Southampton are in big trouble, and the options they had available to them, they obviously tried to get Jesse Marsh. They couldn't agree on the length of the contract. Marsh wanted, I think, a longer one, and, and they didn't want to do that, from what I know, um, or from what I read. And then the options they have is they bring a firefighter in and I feel like we're moving kind of post that golden era of firefighting mm. managers maybe in England now. And so I, to me, it feels a bit like, and obviously I have to be very careful when I speak about Samantha because everyone just switches off anyway because I know I'm a Portsmouth fan. Um, it just feels a bit to me like they try to scout around and find out who they want. They can't find mm. someone to come in and take the job on. And they've thought, okay, we're quite impressed with how he's operated and he's won this game against Chelsea. Yeah. He's here already. Yeah. Let's let's do it, um, but it's very hard to contextualise it without knowing what the other options are, other than Jesse Marsh, who they couldn't get, mm. or who 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 they decided they didn't want, or whatever. So, yeah. Well, it's a funny old one, isn't it? Because when you say, well, we might as well go for him because who else can you get? I mean, West Ham are reportedly only sticking with David Moyes because there's no other options available. Right. That's you, nice. I mean, you, yeah, exactly. Conference for him, isn't it? Yeah. Nice one, Dave. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if they lose to Nottingham Forest um, this weekend, it's reportedly unlikely that, that he'll be sacked. Oh, yeah. He's got a parking permit already, though. He? <laughs> yeah, get through the doors. Oh, fucking the admin and stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, speaking of Nottingham Forest, Andy, you were at the City Ground last weekend for their heroic draw with Manchester City. What a listen as well. Thank you. It was fun. Come with us. That atmosphere was Banging. And you know what I loved about it? I love the I love Nottingham Forest anyway. It's a great club from when when we were mm. kids and stuff. It's like really synonymous with like a golden age of football for me. But I also love on that at the match episode you're with Tom Wally, who is one of the great unsung heroes of podcasting. Oh, yeah. Yes. A brilliant editor, yes. brilliant sound designer. He's been doing audio for such a long time and he's the funniest guy and he's never really on mic apart from a few shows he does about cycling. Mm. And he's brilliant on this. He's great company. And he's, he's great, just a great company guy to have around. So it's worth listening to. Is he the Rick Rubin of the podcast? Well? I think so. And that's a really good. Uh, <laughs> He's the um, <laughs> I'd probably call him the um, the puff daddy. Yeah, Sean Coombs. Yeah, like he, yeah. he jumps on the he jumps on the odd track. But does he? He's seen as um, he's Ooh. seen as an ex- executive. So if he's if he's Rick Rubin, does that make me Johnny Cash? Then? No. God, oh, denim what? shirt today. You are the least Johnny Cash man. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he is, isn't he? No. Johnny Cash, like famously like a ruthless bastard, tough, went to jail. Um, Deep velvety voice. <laughs> You get hammered today, Andy. Oh, but more, I, I, more Reverend Run, maybe. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. fair. Oh, right. You are getting hammered today, but I think partly it's your own fault. As, as opposed to other Fridays? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Andy's been all right. But today. people should listen to it the match, shouldn't they? They should. Um, uh, anyway, it's out now. You can listen to it uh, below this one in your podcast Yeah, feed. do it. Do give it a listen. Um, right, now it's time for Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app, and you can add them to your bet slip in one handy tap. And we've got a special offer for you as well. You can get a completely free £2 bet builder on all Premier League games and the Carabao Cup final this weekend. Okay, so that's worth paying attention to. For today, though, we're placing our own £5 charity bet builder on the big one, of course, the Carabao Cup final. What else would we be doing on a day like this? Andy, you are up first. It's going to be zesty. I've gone for over three and a half cards. Let's just hope that uh, two of them aren't for Lawrence Carriers. Good one. That's a really good shout, actually, mm. because um, it really depends how the referee approaches the game. Like, mm. If he's 
this is the cards out early because he feels he's got no choice. We could have a feisty one on our hands oh, for yes. sure because both these teams really want it. Um, so over three and a half cards for Andy. Marcus. Under 1.5 first half goals. As I said, I think the first half could be a bit cagey and I think the excitement will be uh, more in the second half. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and you've got a little bit of insurance there because if there is a a single goal you're still, we're still fine uh, my pick I think you won't be surprised to hear is just to mark Marcus Rashford to score any time yeah. I think Rashford is in just, unse- just on sensational form yeah. looks unplayable at times really really good and, and, and it's really great to see actually because obviously he's had a really high profile start to his career yeah. and a lot of pressure on him and a few ups and downs here and there um, in an England shirt and he's just playing sensationally well at the moment it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him get a goal in, in the final uh, and our fourth pick, we need a fourth pick, of course. Yeah. We don't have a fourth presenter here today, but we do have one on a voice note. And who else is it going to be on a weekend like this than this man? Right, I've been supporting these utter scoundrels for like 25, 20, 27 years, whatever it is. And if these lads think they're going to be coming on with anything less than a big mega bus full of medals and Big Dan B and Cozy Joe's doing Fortnite dances come Sunday night, they've got another thing coming. <laughs> Excuse me. Newcastle, to lift the trophy. Come on! He supported him for 27 years. Yeah. He started supporting him when he was a teenager. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He wasn't into football when he was a kid. Because oh, yeah, he, he had asthma. Uh, right. That's what he said, anyway. Okay, um, so, <laughs> Newcastle to lift the trophy. Newcastle to lift the trophy. I'm quite surprised Pete's gone for that because he's normally mm. quite a negative fan. I thought yeah. he would have gone for Newcastle to lose. Mm. It's a win-win for him because if they lose, he gets to... You to know, relish his own, na- natural, his own misery. <laughs> that's the way he naturally is. And then if they win, well, then yeah. they've got a trophy. Anyway, so, over three and a half cards, under 1.5 first half goals. Rashi to score any time and Newcastle to lift the trophy. Those are our selections. Uh, a £5 bet with Betfet on that popular bet builder returns £160.68. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK, which is a fantastic cause. Uh, we'll be back with another round of Betfair's popular bet builder on the previous show next week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Marcus, it's back to you. Oh, it's now time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. It's Jack's encyclopedia, everybody. After last week's debacle where Andy managed to beat me, he is the lineal champion. And we thought, Luke, we'll give you a shot at the title. Pointless. (laughs) I'm up for it, it, though. The thing is, you don't get the Grand Slam because Jim's won the plate and taken it to Brazil with him. I know, yeah. So, I know. What are you going to do? You can't trust him a mile. This is a simple game of categories, of course. I'll give you all a category and all you have to do is give me an answer that fits into that category. You don't have all the time in the world, though. If you're taking the mick, I'll play Gary Neville's Orgasm, which will leave you with seven seconds to get an answer in. There he goes. I just hate hearing it. Gives me anxiety. Yeah. Well, it, Doesn't it... it? There it is. And that's the, the climax of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on in, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Uh, round one. Do I get to go Gentlemen, first? Gentlemen, of course, you're the challenger. Okay, cool. uh, players, and I'll repeat that, players uh, that started for either side in the Battle of the Bridge in 2016 between Chelsea and Tottenham Hotspur. You remember it ended 2-2. It handed Leicester City the title. So, Chelsea versus Tottenham Hotspur. So, I've got a couple of obscure ones here, but I'm going to go for a really obvious one to try and outflank Andy. Go on, outflank Uh, him. Aidan Hazard. Came off the bench. <laughs> You're being serious. Came off the bench. <laughs> I cannot believe you You've said that. You've got to get one. You've got to get one. Wait, I can, of course he's going to get one. Oh, I, I, just remember, I cannot I believe. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, do you not remember he came off the bench and scored? The thing is, I remember I prob- scoring. Oh, I, pro- I probably dear. would have said his name because I really relish saying his name, but I'm not going to say it. Ugo Lloris. Uh, Fuck's sake. Oh, Luke Moore. Is that well known that he came off the bench? Guy, it's well known yep. that he scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Were you not in Christian Fuchs's kitchen that night? Why do I know anything about everyone football? got invited apart from you? The, yeah, the annoying thing is. Oh, look, I'm annoyed because I let him off the hook last week. It's fine for people to not know anything about football, but the worst thing for me is people think I know stuff about football, <laughs> and then I realise that I don't. And it's oh. really upsetting. <laughs> oh dear, round two. God, well, already round two. <laughs> I know it's happened to me last week. Some of these are epically long. Well, I think you got a chance here. Okay. Round two is Newcastle United managers in the Premier League era, including caretakers. You've got 20 names for crying out loud. Oh, you know who I'm going first. Andy Brassel. John Carver. Johnny Carver. Yeah. Press your button then, big boy. (laughs) Um, I've got to say it, haven't I? Yeah. 
Graham Souness. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> ah, okay. Chris Hutton. Um, Kevin Keegan. Yeah. Alan Pardew, because I relish saying it. That's nice. Mm. Um, Rafa Benitez. Like it. Steve Bruce. Uh-huh. Sam Allardyce. Yeah. Sir Bobby Robson. Sir Eddie Howe. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Dalgleish. Oh, now we're struggling. Now we're struggling. Oh, there's still names in here. Yeah, but can I think of any of them? That's the problem. Uh-huh. Mine get, starts to play tricks. Um... God, um... Can't, I can't think of any. Terry McDermott. Of course, he's caretaker. <laughs> Kevin Keegan. Luke's yes! already said it. Get in there. Luke has already said Shit. that. Shove that up, you Spurs mug. Oh, Russell. it's all to play for. It's not my Spurs mug. <laughs> oh, you're brave using that in the studio. People stop. There's rumours fly around when they see you drinking from it. Is that, is that right? <laughs> it's, it's only if I got it caught on camera that it'd be bad. <laughs> Can I give you the names that you didn't yeah. say? Steve Clark. Nice. Rude Hullet. Nice. Oh, fuck's sake. Graham Jones. Yeah. Joe Kinnear. Yeah. Steve McLaren. Yeah. Glenn Roder. Yeah. Alan Shearer. Nice. Yeah. So there was some, st- yeah. some still some yeah. big ones there. That's one each. Yeah. Oh, We've got a game in our hands. We have a game in our hands. And I think this is a... Tell Mum I won't be home for dinner. <laughs> it's on. I'll tell you what, he's got the bit back in between uh, his I think we could all agree I've kept pretty quiet up to now. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's still... what you're famous for. You've... It's what you're, literally what you're famous You've for. You've got to get over the line. Yeah. And I think this one you could call... Is it best of three or best of five? It's best of three. So if okay. you win this, you've won. Right. Um, Cowley family members to have been on the bench at Portsmouth (laughs) I won't know any of them I think you could describe this one as a bit of a leveller okay Um, but there are 29 answers okay oh wow teams competing in the 2023 Major League Soccer season oh Oh, nice it's a nice one but yeah I know what you mean I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm not doing it so I'm first you you are up first Uh, into Miami of course Vancouver Whitecaps Ooh. Montreal Impact. I'm going to allow that. Right. I don't know what Andy's going to think of that, but they used to be known as Montreal Impact, but they rebranded in 2021. Motherfuckers. This is just... <laughs> I think, I think Go right, on. You give him the to. ding. Give him the ding. Okay, Andy, if you want me to. Andy. Bring your dinner. Whatever. <laughs> Atlanta United. Shitbags. Uh-huh. Not Atlanta United are the shitbags. You two. Uh... <laughs> Um, DC United. Uh-huh. I can't believe you chose Montreal. LAFC. It's good. I remember your. It um, is good. It's also correct. I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you at the match from uh, LAFC. Do you? Yeah, it's excellent. Um, LA Thanks. Galaxy. And Andy will go bad. Minnesota United. New York Red Bulls. Seattle Sounders. Portland Timberwolves. No way! You are not fucking having that. The Port- Timberwolves. Timberwolves. What the fuck? Portland Timberwolves. If there are I'm any bullshit, no, you are not having that, right? If there is anyone, if there is anyone who is going to make NBA references on this podcast, it's me. That is contractually me. Are you, are you finished, Andy? No. Yes. <laughs> so that is incorrect, Andy, for the win. Oh, please get this wrong. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so annoyed it's made my mind go blank. <laughs> I meant Portland Timbers, but I accept that it's wrong. Yeah, Andy, Andy, I had to wait for your run there to, to, to do the right. Fair, fair enough. Come on, who are you going to bring it home now? He can't. He hasn't got one. New York City FC. It's tough. <laughs> oh, oh, I can get him on that. Oh, there it is. Russell wins. <laughs> right, Russell. Controversial as it was. <laughs> fair enough to get a win. Well played. Now, I've kept very quiet up till now. (laughs) Listen, I think when it's all said and done, we can have a lot of in-game mind games, but Mm. I would like to say, you know, the better man won, so good for you. Well done. Thank you. I didn't play. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're in the chair because you lost last week. Portland Timberwolves. I meant Timbers. I know what you meant. I couldn't give you two. 
I don't, I don't really like the idea that we've just broadcast to our American audience that I know nothing about MLS, <laughs> which is a bit of, disappointing. Yeah, well, not to worry, pal. But the good news is, I've opened the gate and you can have your weekend Whey! there. I'm a fireball baby. It's pitbull time. Why don't um, you bring the keys in anymore? Of course, all right. Tape measure. Why have you got a tape measure? Sure, if I can find it, makes a noise. Yeah. The You're measuring the banter. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let me get the sodding keys get the out. Get the keys out. Thanks very much for listening to the Football Ramble <laughs> Premium Show, sponsored by Betfair, part of the Acast Creator Ruddy Network. Thighs <laughs> are so big. Again. And there they are. Come on, they're in the lock. The keys are jangled. There we are. Weekend's officially Get open. yourselves out of there. Have a good one, guys. A great uh, weekend of football ahead of us. It so is, yeah, yeah. A lot of pit ball to listen to in that time. Get your chops around all of it. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thanks so much. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. What a Montreal call. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool now then. Don't ask. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.